Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! We've uh, decided to bring back the Marketing Money Podcast, so we hate to disappoint you. It's yep. been about three months. Well, not, there was one. There was one released, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's a, a regular look. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. what's the deal? It's it's the Tom Brady effect, like little fake retirements here, there, little Gronk effect. Got too got busy, little... too busy for a non-paid thing. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the long and short of it. Like, sorry, we could not provide you this free advice uh, more regularly, but it is a labor of love here. Producer Bobby um, is no longer with us. No, he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> the way you said that, people might think otherwise. Oh. oh. He's just no longer employed with the Mabus agency. Yes. He's freelance editing. And he has a top secret government job. Well, you brought it up. <laughs> He's probably no longer with us now. Oh, it's but it's for the Bobby it's got, for the Russian government. <laughs> she, it's he attempted to make it better, <laughs> but it got worse. He's got that to date this podcast. You know when we're recording it, so whenever it comes out, the f that f thirty five disappeared. Maybe, maybe it just, the transponder happened to not be working and. Just happened to, to glitch out and eject the guy? Uh, I don't know, Bobby, if you're out there. Tell us what happened. You know secrets that we'll never know. I have no idea what even... <laughs> Did they, they? I think they found pieces of the plane in wink, a field wink, somewhere. No, yes. see, when, you're, when you're the government and you're in charge of reporting on your own failures, yeah, we figured that out. Don't worry about it. it I read it was, <laughs> I read and I could be totally wrong because I don't trust the news media unless I've oh, verified one of those my own guys. facts. Yes, one of those guys. I am one of those guys. I am the guy. <laughs> uh, they said it was an $80 million jet. Yeah. Don't know if it's I an loved, $80 million because they just throw prices around like, oh, it's just an $80 million plane. Yeah, like, like is, it's just, is that what the development cost and the construction and the whatever? I, I don't know. I can't comprehend $80 million like into like a, a vehicle. Like I would like what? What's a jet worth? And, and then you got to think the person that ejected. Like, would you be like, did they give it everything they could to save the jet? If it's eighty million dollars, I'm sure there was. They probably a, well, no, did. no. That was the thing. Is that it just automatically threw him out? He, he just said like I accidentally hit the button. <laughs> oh, whoops! Sorry. I'm gonna say he at least got a strong talking to. An eighty million dollar mistake. Goodness gracious! I, just, I don't. Like I didn't. I don't know. If I think somebody needs to talk to like Elon Musk and see like, hey, if this happens, could you put like one of those auto landing things on it, or at least like a return to base? Like nobody's in the. Whatever happened to those things you saw on social media where the parachute came out and the whole plane just gets in oh, constant are... like puffed, power, like plastic. Well, the, no, they have plane tubes. Well, they don't. That that is kind of a whatever. But like they have parachutes. Most most planes have a, a chute on them now. But an $80 million plane, they're not, it's not going to have a parachute. Well, they don't have room for it. It's got to have more guns. Oh, that's true. They're the so, weapons, not so guns, weapons. I, I know that there's somebody out there because 
in the back of my mind, I'm saying when I said return to base, they're like, no, you can't do that because if it returned to base, it crashed into the base. It would like, yeah, I, I get it. I'm just saying like, hey, it's weird. We have all of this technology. It's kind of weird. I think there's a there's a kind of a, a I can turn on my phone with Life 360 and tell you where all my kids and my wife yeah. is at any time, and you can't tell me where an eighty million dollar yeah. jet is. This reminds me of the banking industry. Oh, is that what this podcast is about? Well, like, yeah, like we spit all this. Like, the, is the, the jet is the jet a metaphorical representation, if that's duplicative, of bank data or just banking apps? Like, we gave our core. We can't switch cores because it costs too much and it's too much upheaval. Where's our data? But we it, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we have we spent eighty million dollars on a bank or on a on a on a plane, but we don't know where it is. Like, did nobody think to like add the the in eighty million dollars? Do you know what the solution for that would have been? To your point, a twenty dollar LoJack on no, the no, bottom no, of no, it. No, even, no, let's just it's just leave your iPhone in it. If somebody, if dude would have just left his iPhone in it, what, what's the little Apple the, the AirTag? Yeah, just, just, just toss it a little AirTag in, in the in, back. Yeah, a just little twenty dollar AirTag on an eighty million dollar plane, and so we wind up spending just tons of money on stuff. And not ask some of the simplest. Although the submarine that went down had a, had like an $8 GameStop remote well, that control. Was, That's insane. Like when they showed that, like before everybody disappeared, God rest those people. The guy just Bluetooth a little remote I'm to like, it. Dude, I've tried to play a game with those. You, I remember you trying to hook up the game controller to like the Apple TV when gaming on Apple. I remember you texting me like on Christmas oh. Day or something. Why does it have to be so hard? So if you're out there, Sony PlayStation... Oh, God. Your games are incredible. They are fun to play. No doubt, addictive, awesome graphics. But the walls you have to go through to get to play a game when you first buy it. The PlayStation Network? Signing up for PlayStation Network? It is is harder than opening a bank account, and that's saying something. it certainly is. Here's the funny thing. like I can get a passport to fly to an adversarial country easier than I can go get in and play Fortnite or whatever on it if I want to. Yeah, like something happened where I had to like change some parameter and it was like, well, if you change this. You lose everything. Yeah, like basically what you have to do is create a new account, claim that your other one's lost. And I'm like, man, y'all, anyway. This is eight, losing an $80 million plane when you could have thrown a $500 a that. Like $500, a, a $25. I'm just saying like, it doesn't have to even be cheap, but whatever. Just a cheap thing. You know the phone thing works, and it works well, and it's whatever. I mean, over the ocean or wherever it went, maybe not. But, like, find my iPhone. <laughs> Could have find my jet. What was Pepsi, the jet thing, win the jet? Yeah, what was it? It was something my jet. Yeah, you could win the jet. The Harrier. If you had enough points. <laughs> and they didn't disclaim it. Maybe maybe Pepsi took hey, the jet And then down. it birthed this whole group of bank compliance officers. Oh, my gosh. If you want to see something interesting about compliance, go watch Dude, Where's My Jet? It's yeah. a doc, It's a four-part documentary. It should be one part because it is. They just fluff it drags it on. They fluff it up. They put a lot of pop, pop culture references in it. But I think it's on Netflix or Prime or something. It's Netflix. And uh, it's interesting for the time period because it plays the music. So if you don't know, in the 90s, Pepsi had these... This marketing, so let's get spin into off marketing. The, spin off the cap, you got points, and then and everybody had points. I remember, I remember kids Pepsi points. Well, yeah. I remember the kids that had the Marlboro jackets from well, they, the Marlboro well, points. Well, it, it was camel, it was camel points. But but the Marlboro, yeah, camel points, camel cash. I'm sorry, camel it was cash. camel cash. Let's get it right, camel yeah. cash. I grew up in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Yeah, you, it you, was made there. Yeah, I would be like my childhood would be ruined for all the donations they made to my school to be awesome. Yeah. 
You had to smoke cigarettes when you're playing basketball in Winston Salem. Oh, if you walked outside on a breezy day, it just was R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company could be smelled anywhere. Now, actually, but it, it smelled like tobacco. It was sweet not, tobacco. Yeah, like yeah. it actually smelled good-ish. Like the first couple whiffs, and then you're like, I'm kind of tired of this. Can I just smell yeah. air? But just anyway, air. Can I just, have just some just air? some oxygen air? Yeah. Oxygen air. Just too much. Too much. Too much. Like too much to ask for. Paper anyway, factory. The whole point was there was this big hyperbolic thing where a Harrier jet, this vertical takeoff jet, like lands at the end. It's like, and you can even win this jet. I don't know exactly what it said, but they didn't no, disclose. a kid lands the jet. Yeah. And it says, win the Harrier jet. And it's like 8 million points. Yeah. They put a point. They, and they didn't put any disclosure that there's no way. And then the guy, as you watch, does the math. A kid, a, a young kid. Teen. Yeah. He does the math. And he's like, okay, 8 million points is like $500,000 in Pepsi. And the jet's worth like, Five million or something, ten million dollars. So he's like, I could get this and sell the jet and make all these millions. So he set up a business plan to get the points. He got like attorneys and stuff involved. Well, he did, but then he figured out he read the back of the disclosure. It said you could buy Pepsi points. So he got investors to go in and say, Look, we can buy the eight million Pepsi points for like five hundred thousand dollars. These numbers are not correct, but the, you could buy it, and then I'll go. The cumulative span would have been less significantly less than the jet. And so the group of investors were going to buy enough points to get the Harrier jet and then turn around and flip the Harrier jet and like 10 times their profit on the real value of the dollars compared to Pepsi points. And Pepsi was like, it was a joke. It was for advertising. This is like, before we had crypto bros, like, by the way. So they had to not, do something with their like, time. You did not tell me that this was unreal. And so then they slip in a disclaimer on like later advertisements. Mm -hmm. But when he did the deal... It was not, so they go sue Pepsi and Pepsi tries to buy them off. Like, here's $50 in a lifetime supply of Pepsi. Here's a, a jacket and a it's concert funny ticket. How, it's like they try. How corporations cheap out so much in the beginning. But it was cheap out. Like, they, they should have gone in and said, okay, here's a million dollars because it's going to cost that in legal fees. Yeah. Pay your investors and walk away and everybody makes $100,000. But no, they were literally like, here's 50 bucks in a jacket and a, and a case of Pepsi. And the guy was like, what? I've already paid more than this in legal fees. It's it's a frustrating do frustrating documentary. I can't remember at the end. Is there is there he loses? Yeah, he loses because the judge says something like common sense type doctrine that no one could rationally decide that you would actually win yeah, a Harrier jet, and so he loses. Uh, but he does put Pepsi through like the rigors. The, yeah, like I mean, the legal fees had to be ridiculous. Yeah, because he wouldn't settle. But stronger on him than Pepsi. I mean, it hit him harder than Pepsi had to, right? Well, remember they started like private investigators following him and figuring out what he's doing yeah. and his investors backed out because he said he almost had them and they backed out so he couldn't pay his legal fees. Yeah. There's a whole thing. But he I went for it. He went for it. And uh, it's funny. Uh, his attorney, by the way, was the one that represents Stormy Daniels yeah, in the yeah. Trump. Yeah, yeah. And he's now in jail. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's in jail now. I didn't know he was in for jail. fraud. Yeah, he's in jail now. Whoops. So, but yeah, it's it's he was, he on was all the he was the, young the talk then. shows. Yeah, well, he's he's behind the bars now. Huh. Uh, so, but anyway, yeah, it's it's an interesting, super interesting uh, documentary. But the point of all this. Well, now you don't need to watch it because we told you the end of it. Nah, it's still pretty good. Worth the the and it's, it's, old, it's about the journey, not the destination. Well, it's also old now, so if you haven't watched it, like, and you yeah. got the spoiler too, that's on you. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Luke. Luke's father in Star Wars. It's not his father. Darth Vader. It's not his father. What? <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Wait for the next one to come out. Uh, no, uh, today's time. <laughs> Mama was cheating. It's the milkman. It was. It was the milkman. 
It was Palpatine the whole time. It was Jabba. Uh, so today's title was supposed to be the title. We titled the, the title of this podcast okay. is the Parade of Digital Horribles. Yeah. Hey, do you see how many people have gotten podcasts since we started the trend? Like Theo Vaughn, like all these people have podcasts now. I'm sure Theo Vaughn thought, man. He saw Marketing Money Podcast. It was like. Yeah, but his is a little, it's not a little different audience from us. You think? Yeah. He, he says a lot of things we can't say on here. Well, no kidding. I wish we could. But no, then, I don't. But then my mama wouldn't like there are me. Things she I would don't, disown me. There are plenty of things he says I don't want to. But let's, so a few things in the parade of digital horribles. Yeah, so that's what, the, we're, you're parading out. I'm putting a parade with different floats of of horribles that we're going to discuss. Does the grand, is the grand marshal at the beginning of the parade or the end? Grand marshal will be. I mean, just in a normal scenario. Somewhere in the middle. No, uh, we, can't, we can't, like, but a real parade, like, I don't know much about parades. I think the grand marshal is at the beginning. It is? I think because they're they're starting the parade is the grand oh, marshal. Really? Who came up with parades? The end is Santa Claus. Who? Okay, <laughs> no matter the time. No matter it's Santa Claus. So, little secret in my previous career life, I, I dabbled in the political world, and I used to have to be in and do so many parades. It was ridiculous, and my wife like hated it because every Fourth of July or Christmas we'd go get in a parade yeah. for like a year or two, and it was. Oh, and, and you'd print. We'd print out cookbooks and throw them to the constituents. Man, that seems like that would hurt. They were just little uh, pamphlets. pamphlets. Yeah, and you th- but they loved them because you know you'd get the local cookbook stuff before you. And it was they would like fight over this little pamphlet cookbook. I have such a such a picture by and head. these parades. All I remember was we were behind like some dancing Americana group, and they played only in America by Brooks and Dunn on repeat for two hours walking this parade. On a loop. Here's the the group you don't want to be behind. I don't know much about parades, but don't get behind the horses. We were not behind the horses. Get behind the horses is we were not, not good. We were not. It was, but the political parade stuff's awful. People boo you. All right. <laughs> it's so right, you put, put the Grand Marshal wherever you want it. Yeah, the Grand Marshal. So this uh, is not a full disclaimer. This is not a real parade. So the first parade of horribles, of digital horribles. The first float. The first float. In float the, it by me. Okay, I'm doing float one. First float. First float is. Why haven't media companies, a.k.a. print media that's now digital, figured out a way to let you click on an article that's paywalled for like 10 cents or 25 cents with Apple Pay? Or Is this just going to be you complaining about things? This is, these are true things that cause problems. Okay. So I want to read an article. It's yeah. written about the Mabus Agency in a business New journal. York Times does that. The New York Times, you can do an individual article. Who, by the way, just canceled their sports section today. What? Yes. New York Times no longer does sports. They're too just Laid the whole group off because they bought The Athletic for $500 million and said The Athletic is our sports, but it's not part of the New York Times. Well, the Athletic is, but do you get a subscription? That's my point. How do you read their articles? Because most, most of these, New York Times may have figured it out somewhat. Most of these, when you click to read the article, it'll say, Three month subscription for nine ninety nine yeah. or one year discount for sure fifty, and I'm and I'm sitting here going, dude, I don't need a subscription to your entire. All I want is this one article, and so then guess what? You don't read it, so that not only hurts the reporter, it hurts the ads because there's no ads that you're going to see the pop ups that you would see if you did it. Yeah. So you hurt the advertiser, you hurt the writer because now his his stuff's not getting his content's not getting viewed, and you hurt the consumer because you're not going to pay to read it. For a year subscription, when all I need is ten minutes of time to read this one article, so why don't they do a quarter a click? 
or a dollar a click. Well, John, you know, if we did that, then people would just never get a subscription. They would just, well, that's because no one wants to read all your articles. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I want to read this one, not all of them. Here's a funny one and, for you. And you know what happened, where that happened? The music industry. Oh, yeah, certainly. People got tired of a CD with three good songs and seven fillers that were trash. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Slaughter and Danger Danger. And not looking at you, Matchbox 20, because you fill your album with bangers. That's right. We're not looking at you, Fleetwood Mac, Rumors. Uh, uh, okay. We're not looking at you, Jimmy Buffett. Or Rage Against the Machine. Oh, oh yeah. Or Guns N' Roses. You just go straight through, wall to wall. Yeah. But we are looking at you, Ugly Kid Joe. The Breeders. Yeah, one song. And we're Last not even talking flash. about one-hit wonders. We're talking about like just one okay with like another okay, and then everything else is just The 80s filler. and 90s were just like, put out one, th this person has one song, let's rap. Garbage around for eleven ninety nine. Also CD. garbage. Garbage for 11. I think they do pretty good. They, they put out yeah, several songs. hits. Eleven ninety nine for a CD, yeah. and now it's like, we got iTunes. You make one song, we'll buy your one song. Oh, and then it just became Spotify where everybody gets ripped off. So to that point, quarter click newspaper, it's a digital horrible that people yeah. don't have that. It's bad for the advertiser, it's bad for the content, it's bad for the newspaper because no one wants have you figured this subscription out on, on Apple News yet? That so like you know, Apple News You can go find those articles for free. Yeah. It gives you an alert and it's like sign up now for Apple News Plus. Just go Google the headline and, and I just Google article. the headline every time. I'm like Every time. Digital horrible. So is Great. It, float number two. Is it? Is it? Just, they're like the person walking by the float that not, not even is really in the parade. Float number two. But yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Like, so is it $9.99 just for the convenience of me not having to? Google. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You can find all the articles. The Daily Journal, local to Tupelo, if mm -hmm. you're listening to this. <laughs> you can type the, the headline into Yahoo and Yahoo picks it up with some like co- Pay, I don't know who pays who, and the articles in Yahoo. Really? Yes. I didn't know about that. You read it like maybe it's a day later. It's funny stuff about like our local paper because it's always somebody like a friend, like a like I saw a buddy of mine that was like, hey, I was on the front page of Saturday's paper. A friend of ours, Mitch, that owns a restaurant tour here. And I meant to go grab it, but it was just a busy day because I wanted to see what they wrote about my friend and you know, whatever. I don't know what it does for him, supports him, I guess. Although he doesn't see a dime of the paper, but you know, I just What's crazy is like, I guess you can go to the newspaper office and get like a back issue, but I, I you know. They keep them for about a week. Yeah. And then they recycle. But it's just kind of crazy that like, there's no way to go find that now if I don't sign up. So I guess I'll Yahoo it. You can Yahoo it. Yahoo. Uh, the next one in the parade of digital worlds, this is three. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I slipped the, one. The in. third parade is Google Doc Access. <laughs> I don't think anybody. It is the most frustrating thing has as much as you, as your bad luck. But it's with frustrating it. because people want to say, gotta well, have access. Ask well, let me, the person that sent it to well, you. Well, let me explain. Maybe you've already seen this, but so banks have stuff locked down. But so this this primarily originated with maybe there's stage. people out there that are raising their hand right now, pitchfork. I, I want to know. I want to know. Yes, somebody brought it up. So Google Doc access is ridiculous. Yes. So well. The problem is, is that the way most people use Google Doc Access does not have the problem that Mabus Agency has. With it's Google not just Mabus Agency. I know it's not. It's not. So Mabus Agency uses Google as its as its email provider. It's portable, works great. When we first started, we didn't have to set up 100 things. But it does a really insane thing. 
So if you upload a file, I think larger than 10 megabytes directly to email, if you just like say attach file. It'll say too big. No, no, it doesn't. No, it does not. Doesn't it? No, that's the problem. So, so now we found it. No, no, no. Yeah, I've told, yeah. So when you, as the as the person, I'm going to send my buddy John um, this file via email because that's convenient. I attach the file to email. The file attaches. It says uploaded. Hit send. It goes. No warning. No disclaimer. When John gets that email on the other side, what happened if it was over 10 megabytes, it attaches it or it uploads it to Google Drive. But Google Drive, when you have a corporate account, and I haven't really deep, I mean, we've investigated this in the past because it kept popping up as a problem, but we have Dropbox and all this other stuff, so we just moved over to it. But John can't access it because he's not part of Mabus Agency. So there's no way to give him permission to that specific file. But this has happened with not y'all, many other right. companies. But I'm telling you like that. That's that, why. That's why, because the Joe Blow uploading it, it, te- it doesn't, there's no warning. It doesn't say file is too large. It doesn't, it just starts doing it. And Google's like, we made it convenient for you. To, to them, it should just be that you get it on the other side. But now I have to go ask for access. Please respond to the person to ask for access. But here's the deal. We don't know how to give you access. Yeah, that's my point. Because the person's like, file, I don't know how to do system. that. This happened to me with a soccer club. They were sending some content yeah. for me to approve. Couldn't get in. Uh, this happened with my kids on some medical stuff with their schools where they were sending you documents that were large you had to fill out. And I'm like, why does no one know how to give anyone access? Well, it's, it, be- it's an absolute parade of horrible. Well, it's because in Google's system, they have it set up to be an internal to internal thing, which is but asinine because it's email. You can email. see it in- internally anyway. Yeah. So Google Doc Access, parade of horrible. Next one on my list, number four in the parade. Apple wallet ticket transfers drove me crazy this weekend. If so, you, if, so this isn't this isn't. I get what you're saying, but I'm going to point out. I think it's a Ticketmaster issue. Not, well, then it's still a horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you, so you're getting tickets sent to you from somebody through Ticketmaster. Yeah, and it will say in there, put these in your digital wallet for speed of entrance or something much more eloquent, or maybe not yeah. than what I'm saying at the at the line. Put it in your digital watch so you don't have to get on Wi-Fi or get on your cellular service at a at a big game or a concert. Yeah. Have them in there. Well, the problem is once you put them in your digital wallet, you cannot get them out the way this one was set up yeah, yeah. to give to somebody else. So if you're with a group of 10 people and you got the tickets and you don't, well, I want to send them to 10, like take 20 well, minutes. Like, to- so I travel a good bit. And so one of the things that works really well in digital wallet, and you've experienced this, is if you book a flight for a group of people, so I normally still book our flights. Yep, so do I. Um, for for I mean, I have a thirty person team. Ten to fifteen of us really ever fly, you know. So and you know where your planes are. Yeah, I know generally when they show up. So generally, it's four to five people, and so I buy the ticket all in one place instead of telling everybody to buy their own. And so when you Check in, it sends, you know, add to Apple Wallet. It's a little bit of a pain in the butt, but you just go to each and say transfer to, and you t- I text them to the to the people I'm flying with. Because generally I'm in that, the, but that's different from concert tickets. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying an area where it, it works like you would expect it to. It's a little too clicky. Yeah. You click know? the corner, drop down, click. Do you tran- like? Yeah. I mean, there should, there should be a transfer button because. Apple, with all the technology, somewhere out there is going, man, this has got to be frustrating for the consumer because 
Well, Apple's just adding new chargers to phones now. There is no innovation with, oh, and, with and, Apple. And, and tap to get your ID from somebody. Which Google had in like 2008, 2009. They've got to be compliant with the EU electronic usage standards. They're also getting the doors beat off them in China with China's new phones. It's that Their Apple consumer usage is like just plummeting yeah. in the largest market in the world. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, maybe if they'd fix their tickets so people could go to concerts and stuff without having to. Well, and just, here's the thing. It says remove ticket. And so I was like, well, if I, re- I had an extra ticket to this game, thank God I did. And so I was like, well, it said remove it. And I thought, well, maybe if I remove it, it'll go back in the Ticketmaster queue and then I can go out of there and email it or text it to somebody. Well, t- it went into space. Well, Ticketmaster... Disappeared. Look, you can ask Lars Ulrich and... Um, Eddie Vedder? Yeah, Eddie Vedder and Hetfield, James Hetfield. I don't know. I guess name the rest of the people of Metallica about how bad Ticketmaster sucks. Well, a lot of people were cutting it. They're using SeatGeeks now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's the By problem. the way, I'll tell you this. I'll add a one half in. If you go to, to an event and buy an event through SeatGeeks, you are forever a fan of wherever you went, according to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went— I get more Philadelphia Phillies because I teach yep. at Stonier. And so I go one <laughs> Philly game every year, one game a year. Yeah. I went to D.C. last year to watch Nashville Soccer Club play in D.C. I get— fandom updates from those two teams yeah. who I do not care. Phillies may be third favorite team just because I go see them. Yeah. But, but I get updates. New, New Orleans Pelicans, they think I am a super fan. Bought one game to go with my daughter. Yeah. Just super fan. Super fan all the time. Let me know. So there's that. Okay, next one. Uh, and some of these are personal to me. <laughs> Very my much personal so. opinion. Very much so. Next one there. Why is the enabled diction key so prominent in the text thing on your text message? Oh, that you're always hitting it? Every time I'm like trying to text, I hit it. It's enable now, not now. And the little thing pops up like, why is it so prominent? It is very prominent in the text box. I would bet it has something to do with ADA. It has to because it's way too prominent for the. I don't know anybody that uses it. The the just... The, where it leaves the voice, you text a voicemail well, or voice message? I don't know because I don't use it, but I just know all the time I'm trying to get that little screen off my phone to text somebody. I think what I think it may be a little more prominent on your phone because <laughs> just, it just knows my, how bad of a texture you are. It's just like, it's like please talk. Hey, buddy. Please hey, just, talk. Just, you're much better talking than We would than rather hear your sultry voice than your big thumb and fingers on here. <laughs> just, the, I'll tell you something. If you're going to have a uh, bad, you need to add the good. Because I don't know anybody that has worn out the edit text message button more than I love Johnny edit text. S. Oxford. I love edit text. I, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll just look at like the Sanskrit of what he wrote. And like, then all of a sudden it's like, blink. Oh, okay. <laughs> it happens. It happens. And I got, you know, I got basketball palm in hands. Weirdly, John texts with his forehead. I, I do, four times a day. So that was one is, why is it so prominent on the text box? I just think it's a user issue in my mind. Next one, if you're going to send a passcode, why do I need a password? Like all these things are like, I I try to log in and then it's like, let me text you. Why do you have to have both? That's my question. Like, can you choose not to have a password and just have the the one factor, but it's a text to you? Well, so so that's an environment that you don't love, and that's Google, which is single sign-on. So I love Google single sign, but they don't single sign-on now anymore. Yeah, they send you the thing on your phone too after you log in. 
Yeah. So this is two-factor, and, and in banking, this is like one of those things. I mean, so it's all about liability at the end of the day. That like, well, we gave them two-factor. I want it, if it will text me a thing and their app is set up to automatically, like, here's the, here's the thing that gets me. Like, how secure is it if I'm trying to sign in and I do the, okay, text me the code, but then my numeric pad, like, Pre-populate it populates the code. No that, reason like, to have the it. Point? No reason to have it. Why, why did it? Why can't you just go straight into the app? I I think it's, it's some like point, Octo on your computer, the password saver that just when you go to the site that yeah. you've been to before with, saves your password. At some point, it's like, well, then why would I just not go into my own computer the first time? Right. If we're if we're making end arounds, if we're making end arounds anyway, why don't we? Why don't we just end around them all? Or why why can't we just opt out? Yeah, I'd rather just opt out. Well, you're you're logging into your phone to log into your phone to begin with. Yeah. I mean, here and it's driven us crazy. We've complained about it before, but like Google Authenticator, like so. So your phone has a hardware s- signature essentially. And my deal is, yeah, somebody could steal my phone, guess my passcode, and all that. But like, I get it. But like, I wish I could elect to just be like, just let me log in. Yeah, one, let me be one factor guy. One factor guy, I love. It. I, I, one of my favorite things is when you get a new phone before you, and everything just you just it just works because there's, you're not logging into anything new. Well, it's brand new. Ninety nine percent. Then the one thing you didn't think of, mainly my crypto wallet. <laughs> just, some other things. We're we're gonna give go. Me, give, give, give me a give me a lightning round. A lightning round. Okay, you we're ready? not comment on every one of these. Just no, no we're, we're gonna go through them because there's just like six six or seven more parades okay. floats. Uh, platforms that won't let you share outside the platform. Like you see an article in Facebook or LinkedIn or something, you're like, hey, I really want... And then it's like, you hit to try to share it and it gives you 18 different things, but the share of the copy link or text it is like the 18th thing because they don't want you to leave. Yeah. But yet, I bet if they track that, that's where everyone's going. Yeah, which is crazy because like Instagram's been the most insular platform, but they give my understanding of the algorithm is that if you share outside of the platform on Instagram, it really boosts content. Because to them, what I what I think Meta has finally begun to understand, which is Facebook is still kind of broken, is if I share outside a platform, that potentially brings someone new to the platform. Yeah, that, that well, that's the point. They see it and then it's like... Right. Well, how am I going to get to Instagram? I don't have an Instagram. Well, oh, you sent me an Instagram. Oh, well... I flipped through three videos because you gave me like Looks this. Looks like it might be cool. Maybe I may I sign join. up. And so Instagram's kind of figured that out. I can't tell how many of those. They article. move their share stuff around. There's that. an article and you can't find the share or you share it through Facebook and then the person doesn't have a Facebook account. They can't look at it. Yeah. you. Every time you've sent me a Facebook video or fit Facebook like a story or. Well, you've told me it has no audience. It has no audience. And every time you send me an Instagram post, it starts for two seconds and then clicks to the next one. Yeah, just goes to the just next trying one. trying to get you to do the next just, thing. Just does the next one. I'm like, I wanted to watch the one he sent. Yeah. Again, pray to horribles. Fix it. Fix it. Uh Another one, just small pet peeve, Zoom. Please enter your password, and it's not a password, it's a passcode. I don't know why they don't re-record their pre-recording. Have you ever noticed it? It's always a passcode. A password is word. Yeah. Could have a combination of numbers. It always says, please enter a password. Please enter your password. It's a passcode. It's annoying. I don't dial into it anymore. But it's annoying. Yeah. Uh, So there's that one. Um, Another one, writing seven words or more on the back of a check to make a mobile deposit. Is that a thing? Dry, every bank does it now. Seven words? Mobile, for mobile deposit only at whatever bank. 
You have to write some. I don't, it's not just for mobile deposit? You have to write the name of the bank and all that on the back at a lot of banks. Huh. And it's like, and then yet the check has print on it. A box says check for mobile deposit. Like you sign it and you check in a box. I don't understand why we make the consumer do extra. Oh, fraud, but fraud, but fraud. You put a box to check. Look, I'm in the industry. And if people don't like that I say this, banks have to give up on that, making the consumer like do everything. Okay. Like it. Well, because here's the deal. Somebody's going to end around you and get all the business. And they should. hope they do. The other one is uh, the, and I guess this is more on the consumers because we talked about it too, but the non-usage of technology by consumers to make life much easier. Example here, the Scan and Go app at Sam's. I went to Sam's Sunday to get some stuff. The lines, it looked like the lines to a Taylor Swift concert. Like it was- out Except for demographically. Actually, no, it was very much the same demographic. Oh, really? Yeah. Everybody was in like their sparkle sequin dresses and Well, that's booties. not demographic. That's the way you dress. Okay. But the, the line was like 10 people in every register. Yeah. And I just go up with my app, click the barcodes, beep, beep, walk up, show my phone and walk out of the car. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, I've also- But here's the deal. Like I- like I'm probably a luddite in that. Like so, Kroger had Scan and Go. I don't know what happened to now, it. Now Sam's may have, have dropped it or since, but like there's yeah. a way you can use your card but, and just do but it. But Kroger and get did gas it. and leave. You can pull up and get gas and just, it's Scan and Go. Kroger used to do it and it kind of like disappeared. Well, it. I don't go to Sam's. But my point is, I, I pair that I in. Don't have a large I pair enough. that in with mobile check deposit. Yeah. Maybe writing too many words on the back is a thing, but the point of it is. Use technology when we we surveyed our lines and people just don't want to. A lot of people don't want to use it, but they want to sit in line for thirty minutes. But then they complain about their time in the bank. Yeah. So again, parade a horrible. Figure out a way that digital is easier to use and more trusted by your consumer. So there's that one. Here here's one that I think's really funny too. Airlines, if you sign up with your number and whatever, and there's a mistake in it, they won't let you change the mistake unless you come up with like a passport and a birth certificate. So for some reason, a very popular national airline, somehow, I did not do it, somehow has me entered in there as a female and they won't let me change it. And it, but here's the deal. They no, won't. That's okay. No, no. The funny part about it's it is okay, they won't question it because of where we are in society now. So when I walk up and give them myself, they'll be like, oh, you're in here. As a I was like, yeah, change them. I'm like, well, we need to see a birth certificate. I go, I don't carry one with me. I'm like, well, go ahead and get on the flight. Like they, Because they're, they're not going to be like, well, he identifies as something else. So, But I am entered into a very national, international airline as a female. And every time I fly, it's just a funny conversation I have to have with somebody at the, at the ticket counter. So I'm telling you, make it easier on your consumer. Yeah, I know changing pre-check. Like, um, it, one of them had my wife's pre-check number in as mine. Oh, I, so instead of actually showing an error, I would get hers. I would I would get to the airport, and the the boarding pass did not have pre-check on it. And so going to the counter and getting that changed is also. I'm just like, I'm here. Here's my, yeah, but. Yeah. Well, they they've moved PreCheck to being an online uh, application now, though. Instead yeah, of I just to go to the airport, so they they they're learning. They're trying. Um, you have to go into this weird room. Did you remember the little like handset thing they gave you to do it? Like yeah. you had to answer the questions it on. It was weird. Stuff? They they fingerprinted you. Yeah. When I went, it was that was years ago. Yeah. But it was super weird. Um, and and Tia, you know, PreCheck was an outcome of nine eleven. 
Yeah. Which is crazy that all this stuff created businesses that weren't even and there. And now there's clear. And then they're working towards an even other one where you yeah. do palm and you just walk through. Yeah. And it's just, but anyway, pray to horribles today. Digital horribles, we're running out of time. But I want to talk about just make it easier. Make it easier to read the articles. Make it easier to open accounts. Make it easier to grab and go at retail. There's Amazon's already doing this. Dave DeFazio does a whole presentation on it. It's nuts to be, though, this weird visceral pushback. So Sam's Club is, a, is an interesting example. But um, Amazon's another, this like, the the this group of people that th think everything is the mark of the beast. And I'm, and I'm being like, like literally think like, I'm not putting my palm on that. I, I may just be the weirdest guy in the world. Cause like I said, I want one factor. I, you know, like, I, I don't know that people realize how many like factors. I understand like why credit card companies want me to be two factor. Cause the reason I want to be one factor is like, all I've got in there is my credit card number. Like, They've already, you've already got a social security number, a driver's license, a license tag on your car. You enter taxes people, with the IRS. It's, <laughs> so much, it's so much easier to bilk stupid people than it is to hack stuff anymore. Like, there's a bunch of just stupid people just giving people money when they call. Like, go down to Target, get me five $200 gift cards. Like, yeah, no one's ever asked me to do that. That's not a cultural norm. I'll do it. But I won't put my, the same person won't put their palm at a Whole Foods which they hate Whole Foods anyway. They call it Whole Paycheck or whatever. It, to, to, to check out in like a second and and avoid a line. It's, it is all of the things you're talking about. I think that there's a detractor on the other side of it or, or a bigger group that well, is. Well, hey, Saturday when I couldn't get those tickets out of my uh, uh, Apple wallet to give out to the people going me, I would have loved to have had a pocket full of paper tickets. Yeah. Just going, here's your ticket, here's your ticket. Like the old school little yeah. written tears. Oh, it's way easier. I would have loved it. I mean, transferring tickets on the original platform is pretty easy to get at someone. You're in Nashville. I'm here. I got to get you a ticket. Way Email better than having, text. yeah, way better than having to FedEx it. Yeah. But if, but the ability that you can't print out now. Yeah. Do you remember this last minute that weird nervousness, the thing we don't deal with anymore of like getting the tickets FedEx? Like, oh, we got tickets to this event. All right, well, the flight leaves tomorrow. Like, they're supposed to be. We're tracking the number, and it costs you. $50 more to get it FedEx. Well, you still have to do that with your passport. Yeah. When, oh, wow. I, when I flew to Scotland, mine came like four days before I had to fly yeah, out. I and know, I was I like, know. I've done where one where there's a group passport? in New York across the passport office. They had to like, you pay them an extra $200. They run it across. They go over there and soprano your ticket, your passport yeah, like, to you. Beat on the table. But like with digital today, why is the pass a paper passport still a thing? Because I think it would be way easier well, to cheat a passport. Why do we have a, a driver's license and a pass? Like, well, you know, we don't need it. Driver's license should be completely digital. It should be when when the cop pulls you over, they walk up with their phone, they scan a barcode on your phone, and they have everything about you. Your eye. They're ready to clear. Or that 666 on your forehead. Well, easy, Marilyn. Um, so Karen, anyway. Karen. Anyway. Karen, please. All right. Well, those are the digital prey to horribles. Hopefully, you don't experience those because you're... Let us know yours. We love an interactive conversation. We would. We would. You can go to the Hey, website. I'll tell you this. Nobody ever writes us. I mean, that's the big joke is I throw out like, let us know whatever. Well, the funny thing is when they do, we're like, bah, forget about it. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny. So do write us the most. If we get like two emails a month or three, whatever it is, usually it's someone pitching themselves to be on the podcast, but it's a picture of the person that they don't even know they're no, being no, no. pitched. I mean, so a couple of people, a couple of people have reached out like with legitimate marketing questions. Those things get answered very quickly. But yeah, the whole like, 
I want to be on your podcast. But I'm like, writing a book, and I would like to be on your podcast. But it's always about like I'm a um, clothing detergent technician. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's. I it's, think I'd be a perfect guest for your podcast. And then you you read, and you're like, nah, you don't know, and you don't do any. You might know something, but you don't do anything that relates to the whatever audience we have left. So, if you're still here, thanks for hanging around. Hopefully, you figured out your digital parade of horribles the way I parade through mine every day. And uh, let's try not to hit that enable button. So with that being said, you want to close this out, Mr. Mabus? Yeah. Oh, have a great day. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mabus Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.